I am very blessed to welcome to Elevated right now someone who I think is doing great things for God and needs no introduction either. Sanki Motse is also known as Pastor Victory. Listen, she's a pianist, a teacher, a life coach, a program director and event coordinator. And that's just to name a few of the titles that she's carrying. She's also very much invested in women's empowerment. I can't wait for us to introduce her to you, Pastor Victory. Good day and welcome to Radio Pulpit. Good day. Good day. I am so honored to be joining you this morning. Thank you so much. Listen, Pastor, when you hear all those titles that you carry. And when people introduce you, whether it is for you to minister in music or preach, what does it feel like to know that you have such a great call upon your life? I am always overwhelmed. Trust me. Um, I said, and I have my 10-year-old say to me, Mommy, you wear too many caps. You know, <laughs> because he, yeah, he he will start mentioning them one by one. My mom is a pastor. My mom is a pianist. You know, my mom is a teacher. Oh, you are teacher mom, by the way. Oh, wow. So I am always overwhelmed by the grace that's upon my life. You know, that as much as I wear so many caps, they don't come empty handed. They come with challenges. They come with responsibility. Mm -hmm. And it is only by the grace of God that you get to be able to be active in each and every one of the callings that God has given you and you are able to produce. So it's, it's always so overwhelming. I remember when I was in primary school, the teachers called my mother to school to tell them that they think I'm doing too much because I was involved <laughs> in everything. And then today, when I look at my life, by the way, my mother told them back then that she thinks I'm doing fine. She thinks I will be okay. Today, mm-hmm. like you, I also do so many things at yeah. any given time at once. Uh, and I want to ask you the question, though. Do you think that you would advise someone to do so many things at once? Do you think that um, you really need a grace for it? Is it productive to do so many things at once? It is very productive. It is. You find that um, in one calling, you are able to help certain kind of people. Mm-hmm. And in another, you are able to help the other. So it is, you do need grace for it. I do not know if somebody does not know God, does not have Jesus. If they are capable of doing it, I don't know. I will not attest to that. But I can say if you really have a good relationship with the Father, it is definitely possible to do it. There is a capability that comes with it. It is a lot, though, you mm. need to be able to brace yourself and be ready to jump into it. But it is really possible. When you when you say that in primary, you were doing so much. I'm worse. I was even in sports <laughs> in primary. Exactly. There's a point where I was playing volleyball and I was playing cricket and I would run to the choir. And oh, my goodness. This morning, as as I was driving to work, I was I was saying to myself, um, as I was driving, um, I actually played the melodica when I was in grade four, you know, oh, and I'd be the one giving the key for the choir. And when the choir is done practicing, then I have to go cricket. They're waiting for her. They're like, Sanky, where is she? Where is she? You know, and I was good in each and every one of the fourth. The next thing I was miss. Um, primary school that I was going through. I'm in modeling and mind you, I've got curves, you know, I'm an African woman. Listen. But 
<laughs> I was doing all of them. And look, till today, um, I see results. I see God. I see his mercies and I see his grace. And when I hear people testify about what I have, the, the influence that I have in their lives, it's, it humbles me, honestly speaking. And when you look back, you really understand now that from a young age, God was preparing you to be able to balance, or I don't even want to use the word balance because I know from experience, we don't really balance it. It's just grace. We are just moving with Mm -hmm. it, but to be able to handle the pressure and the weight of your calling, it's absolutely incredible. I want to ask you, it's Women's Month. And um, as we know, I think most women, if not all, can identify with the busy mm-hmm. schedules and even if you're a housewife, there's just so much mm-hmm. that we need to do as women that it sometimes becomes so hard to make time for ourselves and to find that moment to find yourself again. What is it that you do, Pastor Victory, to really just unwind and to refill yourself? Playing. Um, I fell in love with the piano at the age of 12. And uh, even though I am a professional pianist, I'm a teacher at Sinentlantla Primary School, I teach music and I teach pianists um, from, I think, from grade four. Um, I also use it as my way of, re, you know, relaxation. It's worse, I even use it if I feel that um, a lot is happening in my life and I'm not coping, I go to my piano. It's my go-to for relaxation. I'll sit on it. I will not read any kind of music. I will play whatever that is drawn and dropped into my spirit. And that alone helps me cope because when you say it's Women's Month, one, like I said, I'm teaching. Two, Mm. I am playing with a ladies' band. August, we get booked. Mm. You know, people want to see ladies playing and you have to go to work and you have to go do performances. And I run a ministry, Women of Purpose. So Mm. all of that, by the time I get home, I'm a mom of two boys. Mm -hmm. And by the time... um, they are sleeping. I'm doing my masters in performing arts. I must go to my research and I must start. I must do something. I must. I must fill a, a, a chapter or something a day. And from there, I need to pray. There are people that also need me to pray for them and I need to counsel them. So you find that I'm sleeping four to five hours a day. Mm. I can't say to you that sleep is my relaxation. I can't Mm. say to you that um, I go and get a massage. You know, somebody was just uh, trying seed for the woman of God and say, Pastor, (laughs) I'm taking you out. (laughs) But it's once in a while. So my piano, it's it's sitting there in my room. That's my go-to. And... To be honest with you, it brings me back. It gives me the energy. It gives me the inspiration to start a day or to end a day. And it's one thing that really, really rejuvenates me each and every day to keep going. And it inspires me to continue. You're making me think now, you know, as uh, either a pastor's wife or a woman in ministry, (laughs) uh, sometimes like the congregation, they don't, do a lot for the pastor's wives. They feel like all uh-huh. the women pastors, they feel like we're just supposed to be able to handle it all. Everything. Now I heard you saying that only if God lays it upon the hearts of the saints to bless you and send mm-hmm. you to a spa, perhaps then you will go. Do you think that as the church, as the body of Christ, we really appreciate and value and honor women in ministry enough? 
we don't. It's not enough. We still have a long way to go, but I have hope that we will get there for women like me and mm-hmm. you, you know, that it's important to teach the church. It is not late, um, but we still have a long way to go. Remember that uh, in itself, pastoring is a male-dominated calling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In itself, um, we still have challenges with a lot of people accepting you if you are called as a woman. Mm-hmm. We still have a lot of people feeling that a woman's position is in the kitchen yeah. or a woman's position. Yeah, it's it's taking care of the kids and getting them to bath and to go to school. That's that's your your you know, your territory as a woman. So we still have a long way to go in getting people understand that when it comes to the calling, it is not about being male or female. It is about who God chooses and it is about what God has purposed for the person to fulfill whatever that he needs to be fulfilled in this world. Remember, we are not doing it for us, but it's for his glory. So even when you appreciate, um, you find that you you mentioned pastor's wives. Mm. Um, congregation looks at a pastor's wife as another member of the congregation. Yeah. They look at her as somebody that just comes in and looks nice in their stilettos and they sit next to their husbands. But that woman is a intercessor for that man that woman is the one that goes to god for that man when he's standing there on the pulpit she's the one that is standing in the gap in the spirit Mm -hmm. and to be honest for us as a church to not appreciate her it's really not nice it's not cool at all Mm -hmm. but I'm, i'm i'm seeing a generation that is coming and it is going to take us baby steps yes Mm -hmm. but we will definitely get there to make sure that people understand that when you are looking at me and i'm standing and i'm teaching or i'm ministering that is not me that is god himself because i'm just an a vessel that is standing there to do the will of the father absolutely now uh pastor you are known as pastor victory so i want to focus on some victories that you've had in ministry (laughs) i think it is since 2018 that you were ordained a pastor and you're pastoring a branch of a church in Soshanguve for over three years, uh, if not longer now. I want to find out from you, now. what are some of the victories that you've had in these past years in ministry? Things that you really overcame, things that you managed to achieve by the grace of God. I, one, um, was able to be accepted to do my postgrad just mm. after I was ordained. Mm. I had, um, I'm in a deliverance ministry. Mm. I went to Bible school, yes, I did theology, but God has led me into a ministry of um, healing and deliverance. One of the things that I was struggling with was there was a limitation that was put in my life in terms of academic so the limitation that the enemy had put was so that I don't get to reach any, not even a diploma for one. Mm. By the grace of God, I, I submit under woman of God, Apostle Sarah Mugwena, and she was praying with me up until I got um, my postgrad. And for me to be accepted into the program, mm. it was because I accepted my calling first. So I had to go and get ordained and do the work of the Lord 
for me to be able to say today, yes, now I'm doing my master's in performing arts. Wow. Not that it was difficult, but there was a limitation in my life that uh, you won't get to you won't get to be called Dr. Sanki Mutei yeah, <laughs> or Dr. On. Victory. Mm. You know, and for me, just by being accepted into the program and being able to say, now I'm doing, I'm, I'm busy with my thesis. Um, it was by the grace of God that because I got ordained, that was one of the things um, that happened. That is the victory that I, I, I can really say personally has happened into my life. 2018, I was pregnant with my second child. We were going through a lot with my husband. The marriage was under a deep attack. Eight months, my water breaks. Mind you, I have my kids by C-section. Mm. Eight months, my water breaks. I have to go to the hospital. They did an emergency C-section, but my child was weighing 2.4. Mm. And that was the grace of God that today he's four years about to turn five next wow. month. That is one of the victories that I saw God throughout my pregnancy. I had to be fasting and praying as a, as a pregnant woman. Yeah. for that child to be born into this world so that that child gets to live. That is one of my biggest victories. I, Whenever I talk about him, I call him my miracle baby oh, because wow. that child was not supposed to be born according to the kingdom of darkness. That child was not supposed to see a day and he is four and about to be five and he's a bright child. Um, then I, I experienced, because now I'm leading a, a branch church mm -hmm. and I'm leading people that are in the locations. There was mm -hmm. a young girl that came to church and she was lesbian. Mm -hmm. And she came to church. She was under so much attack in her life. I saw God deliver her from the wow. spirit of lesbianism and wow. becoming a woman. And she became a bright, beautiful, she's a poet. Mm -hmm. And she became a poet and she's traveling all over. I don't get to see her that much anymore wow. because God has opened a door for her just after she got delivered from the spirit of lesbianism. Oh, we can There's a lot, the but I can share those three for now. Oh, wow. I am so excited in my spirit. You know, every time you hear these testimonies, you are just reminded of how amazing and how great our God is and that he is still working in our lives and that he has agents like the woman of God we are mm -hmm. talking to today, Pastor Victory, who is helping him facilitate transformation, kingdom transformation all over this country. Pastor Victory, you mentioned earlier the woman of God. Uh, I think you said, Pastor McQuena, that you are submitting under. How important do you believe it is as a leader to have covering and especially to have a, a spiritual mother that covers you? Um, I look at it with the, the hierarchy that God um, has ordained for us, that it's mm -hmm. God first. Mm -hmm. And then we know that comes Adam, comes Eve, comes the children. And I look at it in a way that for you as a child, you are submitting under your parents, your mother and your father. Mm -hmm. And it's very important that we stick under the hierarchy of God for the glory of God to move according mm -hmm. 
accordingly. And remember that the person that you're submitting under is a person that has been in ministry longer than you have, is a person that has walked the journey that you are about to be walking, and is a person that God puts in your life for you to be able to submit under. It's very important that you take care of the covering so that your your the people that are submitting under you can also take care of you and submit under you. Submitting, it does not mean that you're going to be oppressed. It only means that you're going to be learning from this person and you're going to be feeding from the anointing of God upon their lives. Absolutely. And that is why it is very important, yes, for us to be submissive to the leaders, to be submissive. We look at even in the country that we have the government, we submit under the president, we mm -hmm. submit under the ministers, and we submit, you know, under the mayor, you know, in a certain region. So it's very important that we focus. It's God, Our God is a God of order. Yeah. So if we want order in our lives, then we need to be able to follow the procedures that he has put in place for us. Now, Pastor, you've traveled to Botswana, Swaziland to perform at annual women's conferences. And then you also went to New York to spend some time there to just extend and broaden your knowledge in jazz music. How has your travels and seeing the world and ministry and music in the rest of the world enriched your life and your vision? Mm, I've been to... Botswana and Swaziland, I've been to with ministry. I was playing and I was um, ministering. And I've been to the Middle East with the ladies in jazz. We were mm -hmm. playing African music. And when I went to New York, I went as a jazz and popular music pianist. So the ladies in jazz, they are the ones that broadened me, you know, to want mm -hmm. to learn more about music. Because at school, I studied classical music, choral music. So I'm a, I'm a choral accompanist. I was playing for the Estate Ford this year at the Nationals. Mm -hmm. And um, I read, I was reading. So when I joined the ladies in jazz, I did not understand what improvisation was. Mm. And then I remember Zotoma Ben is a bass player. She would sit with me every day and just, you know, play over, you know, a melody, play over. And I would just follow through and she would be like, no, improvise, play anything, play anything. Mm. And that alone made me want to go and study music and understand what improvisation with what I need to be doing in a song in terms because they, they were playing African music, ladies mm. and jazz. And it's a total different world from coming from playing classical and choral music. Then when I completed my diploma, I had an opportunity to travel to New York to go and, you know, attend workshops as a female pianist to go and see the world. You know, New York is one of the places that, you know, jazz music resides mm -hmm. in to mm -hmm. be able. Yeah, I was able to, you know, I, I would play Coltrane's A train and I did not know what that was. And I was <laughs> in New York and I'm on the A train wow. <laughs> and I'm going to understand how Coltrane was writing that kind of music, <laughs> wow. how it was written. You get, you know, to the subs and people are on the they're just playing all over it's beautiful it was amazing and that alone broadened me to different cultures different types of music and one thing that I came back with was that music is one universal language yes. that you will understand it does not matter language it does not matter what you are saying but that's the music that's understood by everyone it is a language and when I came back, then I started focusing on set up a music, 
said about music is the music mm. of Botswana because I went to Botswana mm. and I realized I am a Botswana. I'm born in Botswana. Let me go back to the roots, you know, mm. of who I am. And my thesis is on transcribing the music of Sidaba so oh. that we can be able to transcribe our African music. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I can't wait for you to one day come back and maybe come into studio so that we can talk about just this incredible research that you are doing. Yeah. I want us to just quickly talk about ladies in jazz in relation to women working together. Now, Pastor, you know, they say and it seems to be a trend where women cannot work together. We cannot create anything together. We start fighting <laughs> with one another, gossiping, yeah. and I don't know what. we. They say we are jealous of one another. And here yeah. you are, ladies in jazz, perfectly in harmony, creating beautiful music together. Talk to me just for a minute about the importance of women working together. I think there's a poet that we worked with, with ladies in jazz. Her name is Napo Mashiani. There's one thing that she spoke and she said, there is enough space for all of us to shine. Mm -hmm. I took that with me. When you look at the sky, the stars, they're all shining, but there's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Meaning that you are able to shine in your own craft without dimming another person's light. Mm -hmm. And when you're together shining, you create what we see outside when we look at the stars. Yeah. And as women, if we can learn that, if we can not compete with the next person or try to take their giftings or try to be better than them, we will realize that we all can shine together in our different craftings. Remember the body of Christ? We look at our own body when we talk about the body of Christ. There's the yeah. head, there's hands, there's legs. You know, there's mm. and there's eyes, there's a mouth, there's a nose. They work together, but they work differently. Yeah. When your your eyes cannot breathe and your mouth mm -hmm. cannot see, but you need your eyes and your mouth to be able to see and to talk and to breathe. Mm -hmm. And that's how we are when we work together as women. And there is so much that we can actually achieve working together than working against each other. Because if we were not able to come together as ladies in jazz, I don't play the bass guitar, but there's a mm -hmm. female bass player. I don't play the saxophone, but there's a female uh, saxophonist. And together we create beautiful music and beautiful harmonies that are enjoyed by people. And not only enjoyed, but it's healing. Someone, mm. someone comes back with a sickness and ailment or depression. But when they go back, they're like, wow, what I received from this ladies, it is something that has healed me. And then we are creating a better world. Oh, I love it. And I love you. I love your spirit. It's popping through <laughs> the radio. And I hope that even those who are listening on podcasts, that you are really, really blessed by this today. We are talking to Pastor Victory. Unfortunately, we've run out of time. I do want to ask you about this solo project, though, that you are busy working on. We are looking forward to be you becoming a solo artist. You're going to mm -hmm. release your debut solo album. Tell us about that. I'm in studio and I'm cooking beautiful journey that I had to walk as a woman that did not understand what a calling was, a woman that fell in love with the black and white keys and started to fail on them and created melodies out of that. So my uh, single will be out by the end of the year. 
mm. hopefully. And you're going to have to play it for me on Radio Pulpit, of Definitely. Course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, I am in studio working on a, on a single. And the, my debut is going to mainly talk about my journey, what I have been going through, what I went through, what I encountered. There is so much about me. You just, you know, we were on the surface of who I am and mm. we just, you know, summarized the person that you have been talking to. But there's so much to give, you know, with who I am and where I have been and what women go through, what Im women encounter. And so that somebody else can survive, somebody else can make it, that is what the album is going to, to, to bring to the people of this world and to the women of this generation. Because, you know, we have women that go through challenges and we lose them in those challenges. Some of them we have buried. Some of them went with gifts. Some of them went with callings and they were not able to make a difference for someone mm. out there. So I am really, really, really working on that. I'm hoping the music will be received by the people of South Africa and Africa at large and the world because I have taken bits and pieces of this all over the world and putting together this debut album. Listen, let's make a deal that when you release that single, you'll come into yes. studio and we're not only going to go deeper into your story, we're going to mine it. We're going to go all the way to the bottom yes. of it. <laughs> and get to the, it was so great to get to know you and to share just a little bit of your journey with our listeners. As I said, she will be back. Pastor Victory, how do yeah. people get hold of you? How do they support you? How do they find your music and your movements? Okay. Um, how people can get hold of me? I am on Instagram as Pastor Victory Bakaza. I have a page for Women of Purpose, a baby that God really granted me, and it's WOP dot uh, underscore SA, WOP underscore SA, that's Women of Purpose on Instagram. You can get me on Twitter at Sanki underscore pianist, Sanki underscore pianist, and my Facebook page is Sanki Mutsei Bahaza. There you have it. Uh, and uh, with Women of Purpose, they're encouraging women to stand together and share yes. experience on how to exploit opportunities around their neighborhood and the world at large. Thank you for the incredible work that you are doing. God bless you, even as a teacher, as a musician, as a pastor, as a mother, as a what all these roles that you are encompassing. <laughs> God bless you, woman of God. Amen. Thank you so much. I would like to invite all the ladies to come and join us on the 16th of December for Women of Purpose. We have our annual um, women gathering on the 16th of December. It will be in Pretoria. There you have it. Maybe your single will be out before then, Pastor, and then yes. we'll talk about it some more. <laughs> Thank you yes, so much. Yes, we will. Make sure you are there 16th December, you're saying, at... Yeah. Uh, in Pretoria it's for Women in of Pretoria. Purpose. There you have it. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day.